Welcome to Worlds Below, an actual play podcast recorded using two tin cans, some rope, and a whole lot of imagination. Last time, Jarl Sven outlined his vision of a new democratic order, though, to Kat and Angelica, the undertones of tyranny were all too obvious. Afterward, it was time to face the prophet and fellow Havenite, Agnetha. Though she remained distrustful, she told them of her past, her child, and a secret that could change everything that they believe about their erstwhile home. Kat and Angelica are agreed. They won't kill to get their way, but now that leaves them in need of a plan. Audio log of Angelica Starchild, day... I honestly don't know. Uh, getting shot messes with your sense of time, I suppose. <laughs> well, of all the places that we've been since we stepped out of that escape pod, this place feels the most like home. The Jarl's Hall full of bright voices, uh, tapestry of colors and fashion and food the likes of which I never could have imagined on Haven. I'd never realized before, but everything on this station tasted the same. I mean, I long for a shower and a decent box of wine, but I cannot deny that there are some things down here that we would have never had the chance to experience back home. <laughs> it's an odd thought that calling Haven a home. There was a time I couldn't even imagine a world outside of the cold steel buttresses of our orbital cradle, humanity's lifeboat. Sure, I had books and movies and recordings of the past, but the stories of glass towers, soaring mountains, resplendent sunsets, and cities brimming with life seem no more real than those about witches and dragon riders. Now I see Haven for what it truly was, or is, I suppose. It's a prison. Not one imposed on us, but rather a cage we have grown so comfortable in that even with the door thrown wide open, we feared to step out. And that fear wasn't misplaced. This world can be terrifying, beautiful, breathtaking, and utterly terrifying. Gone are the certainties of routine, perfected over decades, or my sense of safety. Even the most mundane of things have an imperceptible differences that add up to a deep discomfort, and I honestly don't even realize it sometimes until I'm wondering why does the air smell so weird here. Some things, it seems, are universal, though. It took me some time to understand why I was so offended when Kat suggested I would fit in here. 
It wasn't until I caught myself embroiled in a heated debate on the comparative aesthetic value of cedar and oak that I began to understand. It was such an innocuous conversation. I crave these comforts and trivialities. I, I guess the difference now is I understand their cost. Well, anyways, later that day, Kat and I went to the Salted Donut, one of the local bars, and I met a couple of men who were out of the job, as they put it. I admit I find this concept of unemployment strange. Every soul on Haven had a purpose. When people got old, new children were allowed. When people got sick, we would work two shifts. Space was a demanding mistress. Our callings never vanished overnight at the whims of some aristocrat who suddenly decided that oak was out of fashion, leading to a collapse of an entire industry and the livelihoods of dozens in the process. I think it was halfway through a rather impassioned rant on the subject that I noticed Kat's expression. Now, Kat is many things, but inscrutable is not on the list of words I'd use to describe her. I saw the word that she was too kind to say in that moment. Unspoken, but all the more vicious for it. Hypocrite. But that's... that's why we can't kill the king. How is that any different than Nagata hunting down Ioana to subdue the Underdecks? Not that Bjork is any better an ally than Sven would be, well... Well, no. She's an objectively worse choice than Sven. That church of hers has been nothing but a baritone in my choir since the choir landed. And yet, if we aid Sven in acquiring power, I will never forgive myself. I've made that mistake once before with Nagata, and I will not make it again. I refuse to be party to the atrocities men will commit in the name of power. I keep trying to find alternatives. Kat and I have argued about this now for days, but we keep running up against the same inescapable truth that Bjork has an army, the church has a mob, Sven has his moral authority, and we have, well, we have each other. I really wish I could say that was enough. And if it was just about surviving, it, it would be. The two of us, carving out a place for ourselves in this world. But this isn't just about us. All of Haven depends on us. <laughs> Oh, God. Because that went so well the last time all of Haven relied on us. Uh, I wonder if Kat will ever forgive me for that day. Not that I would blame her if she didn't. I, I was afraid, and my choice was... selfish. I haven't mustered up the courage to talk to her about it yet, but, well. Right now, we need a plan. 
We need leverage. We need help. We need allies. We need... Oh my god. Mags. The bandits. Cat! Cat, come quick! I have an idea. Yeah, so you just need to push this button here, and um, you, you talk into it. So, so it's going? It's going now? Yeah, so the, it's the, already... the little blinking light. That should be a... Oh, that's not a bad light. It's red, though. Uh, the, the, don't worry about the color, cat. Um, you, so usually you start this by saying, like, audio log of cat paw trail. You start yours like that? Well, not... <laughs> Usually oh, say your I own name. Okay, I get it. That would be confusing. Uh, and the date, but I, I mean, I've kind of forgotten the date, so um, you can usually skip that bit. Okay, I, it feels like a Tuesday. Does it feel like a Tuesday to you? Uh, sure. Why okay, not? I'm gonna say Tuesday. Um, do you need anything else? Uh, uh do, do do you mind if I, I'm gonna stay oh. here and you could? Okay. Yes. Just... I mean. I have some things to do in the the market anyways. Yeah, uh, just I'll, like I'll over. Back. And when you're done, just make sure you push the big stop button in the middle. The big one in the middle. Yeah. Just okay. don't, don't push it before you're done. Okay. So it's already going yes. and I just have to press stop. Yeah, okay. That sounds good? Yep. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, this is the audio log of Cat. Uh, Car trail. Um, I I guess there are only ever two of us using this, so I don't know why it would need to confirm. Um, but yeah, Angelica says that it can help sometimes to uh, say what you're thinking to try and figure it out. And um, um, she also said that I could probably use that help. Uh, especially with this, so here goes. The, the plan. You know, it's, this is hard, you know, because we've, we've made a plan before, uh, and doing this plan sounds a lot like doing the last plan. It's hard not to remember that. Um, because for a long time, it, it did, you know, feel like a betrayal that night. I mean, if, if we'd stayed on Haven, maybe it still would. I, I guess you can't get thrown down to a foreign planet with someone and, and not at least try to start again, though. It's hard, uh, to, to look at her and not remember that day sometimes. You know, the crowd, the stage, the election. The haircut and the travel grime helped. Um, so did, you know, saving each other's lives a few times. But still. You know what she said to me today? Angelica Starchild, the woman who once came to me and asked me to kill an admiral with her, came to me with a plan that is a thousand, no, a million times more complicated than the last one. Until today, we had two options, two straightforward ways to find a safe place for our ship to land. Option one, lure the king out, 
and kill her. Option two, lure the prophet out and hand her over to the king. Very simple, two options. But then Angelica Starchild brings out option three. It boils down to neither. And let me tell you, it is one hell of a quantum steam diffuser of a plan. She who once claimed murder as the only solution presented to me the bare bones of a plan that avoids murder at such lengths that I would describe it as convoluted, elaborate, and confusing if those words didn't feel like an understatement. I can't even believe what that... Cat, are you still thinking about it? Um, oh we really need to God. figure out what to do uh, about the, the whole... Uh... And, Angelica, I swear, it's only, it's been like a literal minute and a half since I walked over here. I said I need to think about it, so let me think about it. Uh, oh, all right, I, uh, all right, but I, I don't see why it's taking so Oh my long. God, anyway, okay, well. <sighs> okay, I'll come back. Okay. You know, I never actually found out what he said to her that day, what he did to make her so easily throw aside everything we'd done. All I knew was that everything we'd given up, everything we'd risked to get there that day, in the blink of an eye, it was for nothing. So it's hard not to look at her and remember how it felt to finally, finally hope again. To finally believe, if only for a few weeks, that we could save Haven. Together. Only to have it vanish it again. It really makes it hard to believe that we can do it this time. Oh, I'm going to shove that woman so far up a piston shaft they'll never... Peace and quiet. If she can make it even halfway up this tree, then I will eat my entire socket wrench collection. Driver first. <sighs> Where was I? Oh, right. The plan. Just to get this plan off the ground, we will need to trick so many people into believing us. We'll need to convince the king, the pope, Sven and Agnetha that were on all of their sides. We have to convince them so completely that they don't suspect anything. A single gear out of place in this unbelievable machine of a plan and it all goes right out the airlock. But I, I, I can see your point. I mean, what kind of world to bring our people into where there's a religion in place set to raise them to the ground just for where we came from. What sort of world full of the same classes, the same power-hungry hypocrites trying to rule it? How would that be better? We'd survive, but we were already doing that. I wonder what it would be like to thrive. But then, uh, before, before we even start, we'd, we'd need a boat. No, no, we'd need two boats. Uh, I'd, I'd have to stay behind to buy Angelica time. Who knows how long it will take for her to convince the bandits to help, if at all. 
it's okay it's two days for me to the crossing uh six six days for her to get to the bandits i'll i'll need to arrange it so that however we get the king and the pope to come has them arriving at nearly the same time as angelica then stall them at the crossing and until she can get into place i suppose maybe i can bargain uh, <laughs> Angelica would love to see that happen, I'm sure. Uh, what, what if they don't believe the message we send? What if they send a delegate in their place? Or worse, what if only one of them comes? We need both of them for this to work. Once we split up, once we're both on our way, there's no way for us to communicate. If Angelica can't convince the bandits to ride for Felhamir while we, I'm out luring the, the two major players, what then? If I can't keep them busy long enough and they ride back while Angelica is still staging her coup, what then? <sighs> On top of that, I have to convince Agnetha that I need her with me as bait. I'm, I'm the only one out of the two of us that she trusts, and even then, that's a stretch. I, I just hope that at the end of it, that even if she doesn't trust us ever again, she can at least see what we were trying to do the kind of home we were trying to build for Seuss, for Simone. If she doesn't, if she blames us for everything, I understand. I mean, I blamed everyone that night. I blamed Nagata, of course. I, I blamed Alzan for the state he'd brought Haven to. Like Agnetha, like Joanna, like so many others, I blamed the upper deck for being so easily led through their ignorance and fear. At, at the same time, I blamed the underdecks for not believing that we weren't alone with our hopes for Haven, that we could trust the upper decks to stand with us. I, I get it. It was hard to trust anyone after that, even myself. I hadn't been clever enough, brave enough, cunning enough. I couldn't find the way through for Haven on my own. I had trusted in her. I had trusted in us. I truly believed that together, Angelica and I could have found the way forward. But we didn't. In the end, there had been no us that night. So I blamed her too, and losing that trust hurt more than anything. Oh, there you are, Kat. Oh. Kat, get down from that tree, I swear. Angelica, I said I need time Kat, to- the loggers just came. They told me that Helga is in the city. Listen, I bet that if we could, we could get her to carry our message. Helga? If we just word it right, I bet we can count on her not only to bring the message, but to sell us out as well. In just the right way to snare both the king and the pope, if we just... Oh my... You, Angelica, listen to yourself. This plan is wildly, unbelievably complicated. Are you sure this is a good idea? Kat, this is the best way to save Haven. Not the only way. Not the easiest, but it's the best. I know this will work. Please, just, just trust me. <sighs> All right, 
Angelica, let's bring them down. Where do you want this scene to take place? Would you like it to just be Kat and Angelica or another person? Kat thinks person? the uh, fishmongers know a lot about what's going on in the city. All right. <laughs> We got really far with them last time, Angelica. I don't know what, why. Oh, I, 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 it's hard to explain, Kat. I, is it the smell of the fish? Because I think it smells very oceany. Get your fish. You know the fresh sweet, caught. The sweet sound of those fishmongers. You know. Get your fish. <laughs> you managed to convince me. I'm here with you. Music you don't need to, to my ears. rub it in, Kat. Don't worry. The air is doing that for me. You're going to smell like fish for weeks. I <laughs> trust me. Yes, that's that is the thing I'm going to be trying to forget. The fish. I mean, you'll be really popular with the cats. God, you um, are so clueless sometimes. So Cat and Angelica are discussing uh, what they'd like to send in a message to the king. In the fish market. In the fish market. <laughs> well, because we've only just figured out Helga's there, and so yeah. we're like, okay, if we're t- giving okay. the message to Helga. Okay. So, you know, I was thinking, Helga I feel like she likes to think she's one up on us. She has been for most of the time. I yeah, okay. Well, maybe this time we just let her think she's one up on us. Like what if we accidentally let slip some information that she thinks she can then sell to the king? Cat, I'm impressed. This is the first time you've exhibited any kind of like sleuthing inclinations i like this was because this is exactly what she did to me last time and so i didn't like it and so now i'm gonna be ready for it uh sweet vengeance (laughs) of course yes (laughs) but what what would we want to let slip to her so what if we like tell her that we have what the king wants Hmm. and that's the message we want her to send but in because we can't pay her. I mean, I don't know why she wouldn't just tell the king that we're coming with the prophet unless... I don't think she's on anyone's side. I think she just works for money or information. But the king wants this information. It, we would have to pay her to bring this to her. She would understand that just telling the king wouldn't benefit her unless we can make it interesting to her somehow. Right. So what if what if we give her further information that she could then sell to the king? Ah, uh, sweeten the pot. Mhm. Mm. What could, what do we have that would be interesting to the to the king? What if we like way play up Sven's coup? Interesting. What if we say that he's been gathering allies but what's to stop her from just joining with sven the man's got a silver tongue well because he wants to kill her helga oh no the queen king the king the king well it's confusing of course i don't understand any of it the king wait you don't either (laughs) oh thank god Okay, um, where where is Helga hanging out? Um, I think as soon as she gets 
into any city, there's a lot of rumors that uh, the rumor monger is in town, for example. Mm-hmm. She goes where the gossip is hot and things are heating up with the, the Church of the Second Coming and the Church of Terra Pure. What was his name? Quick. Quick Clayton? Quick Clayton. Quick Clayton. We go find Quick Clayton. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, just to frame the scene, though, I, I would imagine she's in the Senate, right? Like, that's where the power is, and she follows mm-hmm. the power. Yeah. So she's in the Senate looking for some juicy gossip or something. Mm. Okay. But you want to talk to Quick Clayton? Well, I imagined we were just down in the market, like, listening to rumors to try and figure out where she was. Yeah. I heard there was a, a rumor monger from the west not the real west mind you but the kingdom west from right. about kingdom so yep west yep that's what they say mm-hmm. i heard she got in last night looking for a scoop just looking <laughs> for a big old scoop you know that would be a good nickname that's a strange really, word scoop i wish they called him concise clayton oh they don't call me that <laughs> no actually they call me quick clayton because mm-hmm. I, I you think that would mean you're quick to the point. Let me tell you why they call me quick. Uh, See, yeah. they call me quick because. <laughs> and we start walking away. Uh huh. Thanks. Yep. Uh huh. Thanks. Wait, no. Can I actually yep. want to hear this? Oh, okay, why? No, I, I, I just need to be leaving. sure. I need to. <laughs> they why, call why? me quick because I come real quickly. <laughs> why? <laughs> This is a truly one-dimensional character. <laughs> yeah, can we rescind his name Clever? No. That's <laughs> no. No. That's what they call him. Sorry, Very no. well. Well, Kat, I regret asking him. I, why did you make a stay? If we walked a little bit faster, we wouldn't have heard that. Who knows? You know what? Maybe it could have been something else. Maybe nope, it could have been innocuous. There was no way that Maybe it he was been the fastest else. fisher on the K or something. <laughs> There's no way you can fish quickly. Listen. <laughs> I don't I want to listen no, anymore. I, this was my to fault. Anyone. It I, was your I, fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> you make your way up to the Senate. Uh, there's a debate going on currently. Um, it's a fairly calm debate. Uh, nothing too serious. Um, they're talking about um, raising uh, interest fees for uh, subprime logging loans. Mm. Mm. Um, that damp wood. Yeah, there's someone droning up at the front of the Senate about some very specific numbers and figures about logging and investments and the bank and stuff. And it's, it's very dry. A lot of... Uh, I thought it was damp. Well, the, the wood is damp, but the speech is dry. Cold. <laughs> um, a lot of, there, there aren't too many people in the gallery watching the speech. The, um, the Jarl isn't present and nor is Agnetha. Uh, this is kind of like a, the Senate day to debate new uh, new pieces of legislation. Um, there is a familiar face up in the gallery, and you notice Helga. Uh, she's got an unlit pipe clenched in her teeth. She's not allowed to smoke in here, and she's just kind of chewing on the end of it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, is she um, alone? There are a couple other people in the gallery, but there, no one is sitting close to each other cat are we allowed to talk during a uh senate speech because it seems like a good spot to talk i mean they, they all, everyone seems to be talking it's almost like they don't even respect their own body of that government person over there is eating snacks and yeah. an investment of 1.7 percent 
biannually increased would generate additional interest revenue that could be reinvested in... How's anyone supposed to make a decision with just words? Um, we go find Helga. We tap her on the shoulder. She looks around. Oh, oh what is her voice? Oh, it's like a smoky voice. Oh. <clears throat> You're in a perfect condition. I'm for in this. a perfect condition for this. Okay, Helga's voice. A condition for what? <laughs> How fascinating that I see you two here. Honestly, it's quite fascinating to find you here. You're quite far from the crossing. I go where the action is. Tell me, how did it work out for you in the West? Uh, boring. Nothing worth mentioning, really. No. I mean, found what we wanted. Came back. Oh, I'm so glad. You'll have to ghosts. tell me all about it. I will say thank you for the knife, though. It was my pleasure. Tell me, how is Gunner? It's, I don't know how to answer that. He is really good at dropping the base. Yeah, I mean, he looked good, but I can't tell if that was because he was good or because of all the drugs. Both. I'm glad to hear he hasn't changed. You know, we were uh, quite the item in my younger days. Angelica mm. looks her up and down. She's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have something to say to me? Um, yeah, Kat's actually, like, looking, like, she keeps, like, looking to the speakers, like, oh, they're talking about trees. Okay, no, uh, no, focus, focus. Um, that's wrong. Spruces are very okay, important. Yes, we did, Helga. Sorry. It's, uh, <laughs> we have a message that, um, very important message. A message? Well, I am, uh, freelancing, as it were, so I could be available for the right price. That is what we were counting on. Who's your message for? The king. <laughs> Just the king, eh? I mean... The king and her entourage. Do you not think you're up to it? Oh, of course I'm up to it, but it's not every day I'm asked to send a message to the king. This kind of work will really cost you. Of course, but I mean, it's probably not every day someone asks you to use the full potential of your skill set. She sex appeals her. <laughs> yep, go ahead. Roll that. Yeah. What a shocker. Wow, <laughs> who knew? Yeah, she's she's interested. Um, in me or the proposal? Well, I guess in you, because the It's very confusing, but the proposal, I guess. Yeah, the proposal just really gets me going. Uh, no, anyway. Um, why don't you tell me what your message is? Uh, we need the king to know that we have what she's looking for. Is she going to understand what you mean by that? Surely I don't, uh, I don't follow. If it's coming from us, she knows. So I'm to tell Bjork that Kat and Angelica tell her that they have what she's looking for. The source of her problems out here. Oh, interesting. The only thing is she also must know we cannot get it to her. She must meet us at the crossing. The crossing? You want the king to leave the capital? 
it would be very obvious if we were to travel directly there. If anything, it would probably be dangerous for us. She would be much more likely to not get her package? Yes. (laughs) She looks a little suspicious of you two. So you have a package for the king and she has to leave the capital to get it. Do you understand that I'm somewhat skeptical? She could, if she so wished, she could send a delegation to come get it. But I don't think she'll want to. And Kat pulls out the piece from the ship. What is this? Oh, don't you recognize it? I thought you saw... A similar piece. It's burnt. What's your price, Helga? So there are two of them. Let me just say, there is something in these parts that is drawing people of a certain ilk. This is big news, and it could be dangerous. You understand that my price is going to be significant to carry the heresy into the heart of the kingdom. I won't accept less than 50 silver coins. You do understand how much the king will pay for this. I understand how much the king will pay. It will be significant, but you're asking me to undertake a certain amount of personal danger here. Oh, there's no need to undertake any personal danger. You need not travel with what, with our, with our package, as we're calling it. <laughs> well, I shall have to bring this to the king. And you cannot conceal a small piece of metal? Helga, I thought much better of your skills. Maybe you aren't the messenger we want after all. So how much will you give me? Uh, well, Helga, if you're heading in the direction of the king, you might notice that that piece of metal will also be interesting to the Pope. I have no doubt. It seems like you've got two people that you might be able... This is interesting. It's dangerous, of course. Potentially a gold mine, but... More than potentially. This could put you in the good books of the Pope herself. It could link me to heresy. I. Uh... There's nothing the Inquisition loves more than rooting out heresy. I think that anyone responsible for pointing the finger in the direction of a, a cancer in this nation would most definitely be handsomely rewarded. Of course, of course. Maybe offered a position in the church. An easy retirement. In the new order that is being built. It is such a risk to take without without any kind of prepayment, you understand? I mean, Helga, if you need payment, if this, if it's risky, just toss it over the side of your boat if someone comes up. It's it's easy to dispose of. Of course. And most people won't even know what that is. Of course. How has the Jarl 
allowed this to stay in his in his city this is this is something else well in if we're talking prepayment uh perhaps some prepayment and information go on the location we found that at is acting as a locus a locus for what revolution there's talk in these parts of how a different way of ruling you're talking might be interesting she she pulls both of you closer to her you're talking about treason not our treason but treason in your neck and you don't need to say anything there's only one source of a treason that big this is huge potentially huge enough to grease the palms oh most certainly i'll bring this to the king and to the pope but i hope you both know that there will be consequences you've opened a pandora's box that this kingdom has not seen in years well do be sure to tell both of them who gave you the information of course this is a pandora's box that is opening even now so but how how will i tell you that the king is willing to meet we will be going there we have no choice she will be there or she will not (laughs) very well one opportunity very well i'd best be going if there's nothing more there are fortunes to be made on whispers here Uh, where would you like this scene to take place? Um, I think I go seek out Agnetha, like, at her home base. Okay. Like, in I think her she room. has a room in the yeah. Jarl's Hall. Yeah. Yeah. What's in her room? What's in her room? This is a good question. Um, there's some clothes. Uh, she has nice clothing, but it's it's modest compared to the upper class of Nurnik. Um, she has... She does have a few papers where she's written notes for sermons and speeches that she gives periodically. She has a large window, and when Kat, you walk in, you see her sitting in this this window, and she's looking up into the clouds. Um, she's again wearing like a, a veil kind of across the scarring on her face. Um, and her room is pretty bare otherwise. Um, she turns as you come in, and she says... Oh, a uh, cat. Um, yeah, come and take a seat. Yeah. Uh, you, I can't help but notice you'd have a really good view of uh, Haven's flight path. Yeah. Through this window. I've never, uh, it, it's rare that I can actually spot it, but uh, sometimes on clear nights, I, I think I see it. That or uh, some kind of satellite st- still orbiting. Yeah, we saw it once on the river down here, but it was real fast. Yeah, it's it's so far away. It's strange to think that, you know, they're all still up there 
still waiting. Uh, maybe they're a little bit closer now, hoping for a place to land. You know, I think the thought of Haven Landing has just never really stuck with me. I never really, truly thought it would land. And maybe I I could see my father again and I could see my son. Yeah. That's that's kind of the goal. Yeah. Um, not to uh, bl- bring it up too soon. Um, well, we've, after a lot of thinking, we've, um, decided to side with Sven. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Well, don't, not too quickly. Don't say that too quickly. Um, Angelica and I aren't like uh, heroes. We're not super assassins. Um, but we think we have a plan to get the king out of the city. She'll be easier to, um, uh, well, you yep. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but so she, uh, she, well, ordered us to come here and we didn't do that, but then we did. Um, but the one thing that we can do to convince her to come out is say that we have you. Oh, I see. But we wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to come, like, we wouldn't go to Felhmir. Um, We were thinking we could go to the crossing, and then she'd be in the crossing, where she doesn't have, like, an army, or soldiers, or people, and, um, yeah. Okay. I would come with you to draw her out, and then you would, you and Angelica. Uh Uh-huh. Would. We're thinking, like, a pincer movement. Okay. I, I mean, I, I believe in this. I know the king is, quite frankly, a dictator. Her and her, her church, they're... Well, they'll, they'll never let Haven land. And they'll never let me live, so this is the only way. And um, I, 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 tr- I trust you, Kat, but Angelica, she, I mean, she's, she's an upper-decker. Right? I mean, how how can you believe her truly? You know, she has people she cares about on Haven too. The upper deckers right. are dying just as much as the under deckers are. The ship is failing and nobody's going to survive. She has just as much reason to want Haven to come down as I do. Well, you make a good point and after the king is dead, I can unblock the signal, and I guess we'll all see our families again. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll come with you to kill the king. Thank you. There's nothing I wouldn't do for Seuss. Where do you find Sven? Mm. Our favorite Jarl. Everyone's favorite Jarl. Everyone's, yeah. I love the idea of Angelica cornering him in... At a, a party? Pl- not at a party. <laughs> like, in a place that he just wouldn't feel comfortable. Because he's a man who's, like, comfortable in his power, right? Yeah. So, like, when he's in his office, when he's in a party, in a room full of people that he, like, knows, knows who he is. Yeah. 
Where would I catch him off guard? This is a good question. Um, I'd say either in a place with poor people or in nature. What if he's walking in between the Senate house and his house and he's like walking through the city? And Ooh. so he's in like near Nick's suburbs. I, I thought we established that all the rich people lived on the hill. Yeah, the the rich people live closer to the Jarl's house. Mm. Um, but there would be walking paths through the Maybe poor housing. Cut the ribbon at the new fishing docks. That maybe maybe he does go like on walks in the woods, but yeah. he's also given Angelica clearance with all of the guards. Oh. Mm. So let's say he's uh he's walking and he's got a couple guards with him and he's walking. Um, he's doing an inspection of some of the logging sites uh, in preparation for a change in investment protocols. So he's doing a, a walkthrough inspection and he's uh, walking with a few guards and he, he looks at trees and, uh, and nods every now and then. And then he mutters something to an assistant who looks skeptical and <laughs> writes down what he says anyway. Okay, I love the idea that Angelica is at this site but she's been talking to people of the city yeah mm-hmm. so like oh, she's, yeah. she's actually just she knows he's going to be there because she found out there's going to be an inspection yeah um but she also is legitimately like talking to i don't know whoever runs the logging like trying to learn yeah. about what like what they care about like mm. what what are your interests are they being represented in the senate can i run for you yeah Oh, very good. Okay, so She's let's... not done campaigning yet. No. <laughs> let's talk to someone who is one of the tree fellers, whatever the the name is for someone who cuts down the trees. One, one of those loggers. tree fellers. <laughs> yeah, a tree feller. Um, I like tree feller. So a, it's tree a tree feller? A tree feller. Like, like because yeah. he fells trees, but he's also a, a feller. feller. Yeah. <laughs> so you're... Okay. So you're, you're here. I think you caught a couple people on a, like a mid-morning coffee break. Mm. Um, they're... Yeah, they're about to head back to cut some more trees, and there's a kind of burly woman who's got a law, uh, an axe over her shoulder, and you catch her for a bit, and uh, she's very chatty. So she tells you, um, I'm real concerned that, uh, well, you know, with the, with the change in investment, it's going to make it a lot harder for my family to invest in the logging business. You know, I got... Of course. I got money tied up here, too, and, uh, in the you know... 1.7% might not sound like a lot to all them them folks on the hill but to to me and mine that's you know that's that's food off the table. Oh yeah, eh? we're just trying to chop down these trees over here and I don't know what we're going to do about it if if we can't have the trees, eh? Oh, they'd stop you to having the trees. That's that's terrible. And who who would you speak to to make sure that you are heard in the Senate? Well, uh, 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 technically, we got a Senate representative, but, uh, you know, she don't ever listen to us. She doesn't She doesn't listen to you? No way. <laughs> have you considered potentially speaking for yourselves? Oh, I, I don't have the capital to launch a Senate bid. I, I could never pay for the campaign. But what if you came together as a group, as loggers, and pooled your resources to represent your interests together? Like a logging party? Like if we made like a forest? I I see. Um, not the brightest one, is he? Not really. Uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? The charismatic ones can be very useful for getting support. 
oh, I agree with you there. You make a really good point there, stranger. And you know what? As soon as the Jarl comes by, I'll be sure to speak to him on your behalf. I'll speak of the devil. Um, Jarl Sven is picking his way carefully through the mud because he's got very nice boots. Mm. Yeah. That was a beautiful voice, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Had to get the Canadians in there somewhere. <laughs> um, uh, Jarl, I was expecting you. Okay. What is this voice? Um... My darling star child, I had uh, not expected to see you here. What a delightful surprise. You'll find that about me, always exceeding expectations. Why don't you walk with me? And he offers his arm. Of course. In fact, I'd be glad to join you. I have some free time. And what about your, your little... Pal, the one with the face. She has a name. Does she? Indeed, it's Cat. Oh. And you do well to use it. Must have slipped my mind. Mm. I have so many important things to consider. Nonetheless, what can I do for you today? I knew a man once, always going on about how important his thoughts were. <laughs> Anyways, what can I do for you? Um... I have just wanted to let you know that we've made up our minds. And? I mean, democracy is far more interesting to me and my people than this dictatorship ever would be. Of course. It is the best system of governance, after all, for the people by the people. I just wanted to ensure, of course, that... um, you would promise that my people would have that voice too? Of course. They can run for the Senate like anyone else can. Equal representation? Of course. Okay. Well, in that case... You'll do what I ask. We will kill the king. Shh. Not so loud. Oh, please. They can't hear themselves over the chopping of those axes. And that other one that's singing over there. God, what is that? I don't even know what that is. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. It's catchy, though. And I sleep all day. Hmm. Are they supposed to sleep all day? They should be working. You really should. I forgot uh... which one was day and night again. Aw, dang. (laughs) You really should uh, consider that new law that you're passing a little a little more closely it kind of really sounds as if they would be adversely affected by it <sighs> they really just need to work a little harder darling i really wouldn't expect someone like you to understand mm. these people aren't the most motivated anyone has the potential to be a senator if they just work hard enough i think she kind of like wrinkles her nose but she turns her face away because she knows her face is Showing a little yeah. bit of distaste, but she turns it away. It's like, okay, fine. Okay, yes, no, you're, you're right, you're right, of course. Not everybody works hard enough. No one works quite as hard as we do. Of course. So what do you need from me to uh, do this task? We're going to need a boat, and we're going to need a fast one. A fast boat, of course. You have a sailboat, though. It needs to be faster than that. Our, um, we've devised a plan. Yes. 
And that plan requires us to be able to get to the crossing relatively quickly. Of course. Um, we, we've convinced Agnetha to come with us. Why would you need my prophet to leave near Nick? We need this to be believable. We need the king to expose herself. And we also need a quick escape. We don't want to expose Agnetha to unnecessary danger, so when the king is dead, she is out of there. Hmm. But a sailboat, at the whims of the winds, I... You make a fair point, sweetheart. I'll consider your request, and I'll see what I can come up with. A fast boat. Well, there are none faster than some of the ships of Halfrix, and uh, the Jarl could be persuaded to lend a hand. I'll, I'll send some messages. I'll get your boat. Much obliged, Jarl Sven. You're so gracious, so giving. Well, I am. you listeners at home we've decided to hack together a system called follow and the system we know and love as GURPS in order to make this a little more narrative and a little easier to plan and follow in this the end game was that intentional easy to follow given that we'll be playing the game follow Uh, also you can't say end game because that's spoilers for oh yeah this (laughs) there are only going to be end game spoilers from here on out this yeah. has become an Avengers podcast where yes. we're just everything we play out in the game will be spoilers for Avengers Endgame. And Welcome sh- to Avengers Endgame, a podcast within a podcast where we <laughs> give spoilers for movies we haven't seen. And then sometimes Sophie talks about fish. So it's Fish Facts with Sophie, which is a podcast within a podcast within a podcast. Very good. Tell us a fish fact. Blub, blub. That's the one. <laughs> oh, that's my intro. <laughs> that wasn't your fish fact. Give me a fish fact. Black belly rose fish are the cutest fish in the world. Fishback. Seems subjective. at me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still in the Marvel podcast minute podcast right now. So uh, we need Thor, Thor, how'd you get so ripped? <laughs> uh, fish oil. Fish oil. I rubbed it on my biceps. Is wow. that what Thor sounds like? Yep. <laughs> no. That's actually, no, you got it. You nailed the voice. You got it in one. Yep. Oh, geez. Uh, how do we close that one? The Indeed. end. <laughs> The end game. End end game. End game. End game game. <laughs> no, please continue. <laughs>